This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Lyft. Join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating people better. Visit Lyft.com slash BadChristian for a $500 new driver bonus. Today's show is also sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by visiting ZipRecruiter.com slash BadChristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Before him your knees shall fall. Lord and Savior, my God, King. He's the one and reason we sing Bad Christian Podcast. He is risen. He has risen. Yes, he has. We're not totally just making fun of Jesus there. You know that, everybody? I was was worshiping. Okay. I don't know what you were doing. (laughs) Joey, what were you doing? I don't know. I I mean, I (laughs) guess it was out of line. I mean, I I guess it was out of line if you think about it, but at the same time, it's, (laughs) it's almost... We just play into it. We just make fun. I mean, I, no, I, I let me take that back. We were making fun because who goes who, around who and making fun out of, of out of context? Like if you're not in an Easter service or in a church service or you're not talking about the gospel, you just go around saying he is risen. I guess there's not a lot of people that do that. But if you do, it's kind of funny. He yeah. is risen. Well, Toby, Toby thinks that no matter what, you should be able to make fun of anything, anytime, which I'm pretty close to that vibe. But I think the distinction that's important with bad Christian and where we're at would be that the thing we're making fun of is certainly not the deity, God, Jesus, the Trinity, right. the Holy Spirit. Right. That is not what is happening. And it's easy for people, not easy for people, it's either dumb uninformed or dishonest for people to to try to make that fit what we're doing. We're obviously talking about the culture that we're a part of and have created. I thought it was really interesting. Somebody put up a uh, video. I had some funny things I want to say about Joey, too, but um, I'll finish this and then we'll get to that. <laughs> well, I got a story. I okay, want to tell okay, a story real quick. This I have we'll I want to say. We'll, we're gonna Why don't have some you fun shut today. up, Toby? I want everybody to know today will be a fun episode. We'll just have some Even fun. Even if we were making fun of Jesus, uh, I mean, <laughs> what's, what's the big deal? You're, you're only going to burn for .3 seconds. Am I right, Joey? <laughs> So that somebody but here's posted the thing. Here, the, I, 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 real quick, real quick. How how ups, how upset is God when someone makes fun? Like if a Christian says something funny about God, we weren't I mean, making fun of God though. We're making I know, fun of the but way I'm saying, people are. I, I'm saying if they did, do you really think God folds his arm and is like, I can't believe they said? Like I just, I, we even no, have to be careful. He doesn't exist. <laughs> the um so somebody put uh, was, a video a up uh, of toby in the bc club on the facebook group mm. and it mm. was really funny to me it was really in, uh, funny i use in the way i mean interesting it was toby going on stage getting welcomed yep. at, when he accepted his mars hill job and brought his family up there and was, was just Rudy actually he was introduced and went through the formalities and it, and it's just so serious of a vibe right and, and right, if you right. saw it now like and it wasn't that long ago it was 2012 i imagine um it was probably a year before we started the podcast i mean it wasn't even before we were doing this and if you know toby yeah if you know toby now and then you watch that video and didn't know it was in the past if you just saw him do that now you would just think everything he's saying is probably a joke like him being serious about <laughs> prayer and serious about the congregation and God called him to be here. And it's all that stuff. And I was like really interested in it. And of course I was doing the same thing at the same time. And I don't think that stuff's that crazy. And I don't want to at all act like that's not where we are or come from or even find right. reasonable. Like it, it it's really point. weird because it does look like Toby probably is just joking or, or you'd have to think, wait a minute, was he being dishonest at that time? But that's not Clearly, that's not true. I mean, it wasn't right. like he was I, yeah. pr- playing a part, but it seems like he was being a stereotypical or what we'd make fun of today, just a couple years later, as being cheesy. But it was totally sincere. So, yeah, I can't, I can't really put a finger on how I feel when I read stuff literally from like two years ago, like stuff that I mm-hmm. post on Facebook about God or emails mm-hmm. or just any of that stuff. I think what it may be is I'm very uncomfortable in saying 
saying things about God that I have no business in just assuming that it's true. Like, um, like I do believe in God. Not and I to do interrupt you, in just so our listeners know, you're you're adding a new addition to your yeah. home, right? That's what that banging is yeah, in the background. Some demo it's, going on in the background. I just want our listeners to yep. know that, like. You want me to go outside? No, but no, just, no, no. just, I just it's worth I just acknowledging people... if you hear banging yeah. in the background. It's not, for instance, your wife beating it, your kids. It's not uh, right. anything else like that. It's it's a fourth kitchen, Joey right. and his wife. <laughs> Three wasn't enough. Well, we we need to have a fourth one for out-of-towners. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> The, what is, is the spiritual what, gift is there? Is that what some uh, mega pastors have said? <laughs> like, what you just said? Yeah, like, of course they, it is. Well, that's what we need a fourth forever. one for, for visitors. No, what do they call it? <laughs> they call it a gift. Yeah, spiritual like, that's gift crazy. Of, of, of hospitality. Uh, hosting. What hospitality. Do they call it? I mean, what, what happens if we have 12 people here? We don't have three pools? Uh, <laughs> is our God not big? Come on. Hey, anyway, sorry um, to interrupt you. Oh yeah, go ahead, Matt. Oh uh, no, or was I, I, I you were I think you were the one talking, but I'm saying it's important to me to not act uh high and mighty that we have some disposition about Christianity that is like we're above it or beyond it or right. that, you know, that's worth thinking about, but it's it's even stuff I've read that we wrote on our own badchristian.com site even 2 years yeah. ago I feel like is almost embarrassing. And I just think that's yeah. that has to be okay. Well, like well that, that has just to shows be you what our journey, right? Like we're being this stuff is being pulled out like that wasn't me being disingenuous right. or lying or anything like that. And there is something to be said for the Christian culture sometimes is so strong and so prevalent that you feel the need to do that. Like there are times mm-hmm. where you're sitting in church saying we got to pray. Everybody bow their heads and and it's like this it's not intentional hurtful manipulation by any means or anything like that but it moves you into that moment where in that moment if you watch that video yeah I I thought this is very serious the way these people are looking at me the way the pastor uh, Dave is talking to me this is Mm -hmm. a real moment and I need to be this yeah whereas now I'm able to go wait a minute why are we taking ourselves so seriously what hold on this doesn't mean that I'm more Christian or more mm-hmm. in serving God or anything by talking this way or doing this. The same way as newscasters tonight on the evening right. news. Th- right. th- th- that's going away. You're, th- what are you talking? Why are you talking that's like that right. to me? Just give me the information. Right. Yeah. So, so, and I'm not defending what we do and saying we have this uh, ultimate solution right. or whatever, but I know that being we're doing pushback and being honest and d- demonstrating where you're at now. I mean, think about it this way. Whatever we're doing now, you're probably going to be massively embarrassed about in two more years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, actually, that's what I've been it, like since I was 14. 14 years old saying weird things right. and having weird thoughts. I mean, if you had to honestly stare at any part of your past soberly, you'd find it would be you'd be really embarrassed about it. Come on. Right. And that's it, everybody. It actually, it actually really brings down Priscilla when she thinks of how we handled stuff spiritually, like whether <clears throat> whether in a pastoral role or with our friends or something like that. Like it bums her out. She's just like, I can't believe we were like that. And for me, it's just like but we were. So, I mean, why are you going to be upset? Like, let's just keep on going sort of thing. But Well, uh, well that's Matt's point, too. You got to – there's no use wasting time on that. The real thing is what are you doing now? Like, the right. thing that – like, y'all are – you and Priscilla right now are doing things maybe pastorally, mar- marriage-wise, parent-wise, family-wise that you, a few years from now you go, oh, God, what yeah, were we thinking? That's right. Why do we – so, yeah. so you need – so it's it's better to be in the present and think, okay, what is happening right now? Yeah. Honestly, but so yeah. that, hey, I'm, wait, hold on, I'm gonna stay here just a little bit longer because I just really okay. like to talk. In fact, we'll build around this. In, for the I've got multiple thoughts now on this whole, even the whole train we're on. But I want to do other stuff too. But um, it's like it. It seems to me that that most of media and stuff like that, the opposite thing happens where everybody in politics would be the ultimate worst of it. Where you you have to never you have to the fact that you've changed your view would be called waffling in politics, you know? Right. And if somebody's a a social justice uh, media personality or whatever, they would never allow something that they said previously to come up and show that they were said something that could be perceived as racist three years ago or blah, blah, blah. I think that's all a problem to me. So I I am always going to try to make it a point to expose the embarrassing stuff or the growth or the change because I think that's what's lacking especially in a lot of entertainment media and platform. Anything where well, it's platform based some- it's like you have to be squeaky clean and show that you've been this and your integrity like somehow your integrity is based on the fact that you've never changed. That's weird, right, isn't right. it? 
Yeah. Matt, someone actually did that to us. I don't know if, if you were watching this or not, but these uh, dookie heads were saying stuff on Twitter and they actually did screenshots of stuff that we did write mm-hmm. years yeah, ago. Them, yeah. and, and it was definitely... Wor- stuff was worded towards the gay community that we would never say right now. That's true. Like we and it just wasn't made a blanket. Ago. That's right. Right. And this yeah. is not long ago. Right. It, it, it was like a blanket statement along the lines of, we do believe it's sin, blah, 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 blah. And just like, boom, stamped. We, we've said it. We're moving on sort of thing. And mm-hmm. like we would just, it was still, we thought we were being extremely loving. And I think that it was coming from a place of, yeah, we, we love these people, but we would never, ever handle that yeah. in that manner right I now. mean for instance Joey had that whole blog right before we started Bad Christian it was like all that anti-Jew stuff he was doing remember Toby <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah totally. all that anti-Semitic stuff. I'm just kidding about yeah, that 100% but uh, yeah so it's so there's a term that's come up for me that I'm kind of interested in now and I was talking to Toby about it on the phone and I wanted to talk to you about it emotion on, no uh, I wanted to talk to you about it on air <laughs> Joey a little bit and it is uh I kind of feel like embracing the term post-Christian is what is kind of, uh, you know, post-Christian or post-evangelical. I'm just playing around with this, you know, kind of in real time. But I think that may be kind of where we've arrived at or where we're at currently, I should say. Arrived is is maybe not even the best language to use. And I want to know how the term post-Christian strikes people and you. I, I, well, my first reaction to it, because I've been thinking about this a lot too, Matt, and, and even dealing with uh, guests that we're going to have on and what our, who and, and what our audience is, is thinking about and doing and where mm-hmm. they're at and who they're what And I, 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 I've been reading a few books, even, y'all know me, I don't hardly read, but maybe I should say skimming some books. But uh, one thing that's been sticking out to me is we are now at, in a time frame and time in history where we can think of things and give answers outside of oh god did that right you know what i mean like that's not our it doesn't have to be our first go-to and and what i think people are scared of is that means is are you diminishing god are you diminishing christ and his effects and all that stuff no but what i'm saying is it used to be not really in the whole scheme of history that long ago where you go oh the stars god made them and you had to stop there but now you can actually look at things look at creation study it think of things uh, scientifically philosophically uh humorously all these different ways and it's okay so we're really at a time where we don't have to be scared uh, as much to go well we have to make sure we say god here or, or else we're not christian mm-hmm. like that's what mm-hmm. i'm kind of thinking right. i'm thinking that like our audience and us are people that are like let me think just re- respect my mind enough to where i can think and, and i'm not that and if and if anything i think that uh makes god greater like yeah. I, I want to honor god i think god is true i think jesus is true so of course we'll head that way but i'm thinking we're really at a time now that's interesting where people want to hear and learn and uh grow hopefully it doesn't seem like it sometimes on facebook but that's kind of what i'm thinking post-christian is like a, a time where also, the other big thing is I think we're, we're post-church. I think people see the church system as getting worse and worse and an old behemoth that's trying to stay alive, and mm-hmm. it might not should. Well, I'll walk us through some terminology here, well, but, I but say let's, uh, here. let's be careful say with something. the words. But what is, how does that feel to you? What does that sound like to you when you hear the term post-Christian? Jay? Yeah, thank you. I thought you guys were going to leave right. me out in the dust. Um, no, seriously, I, for me, it's, it's just a simple... When I hear that, I think maybe this only applies to American Christianity, uh, or, or let me say it this way. We need to be careful not to lump in all cultures of Christianity with our baggage. Because Absolutely. We, so, so I think, for me, Christianity has just over time turned into something in addition to the purest form that we read when Jesus basically started it, or you can say when the Holy Spirit came down in Acts 2, and we all just think, oh, Christianity, wearing a cross around our neck, saying to God be the glory, meeting on Sunday mornings, and making sure we wear our T-shirts, and and just all that stuff. So I think post-Christian is, hey, I'm a Christian, but I don't look anything like that. Like the model of Christian that we all know and understand as Americans, I am not that, but I serve Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I, there's got to be some sort of terminology. So I'm for me. surprised. And, 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 and the only other thing that I would say is I really personally, and this is hard for me, but I want to be really careful not to alienate people that are not 
in your definition of post-Christian, like they are right in the middle mm-hmm. of everything that we are irritated by, everything that maybe even disgusts us. I don't want to sever myself from them. I personally think that that's almost like an easy way out. Mm-hmm. Now, separating myself from them as far as, yeah, I don't do that. I don't believe that. Let's even talk about it. Like that's that's messed up. We right. need to talk about this. But I don't want to. I don't want to sever myself from them. So I figured maybe both of you guys would have something where you were taking the word, especially you, Joey. I thought you might react to the terminology "post-Christian" to mean no longer Christian, which I do is not what it means. No, I don't. I no. don't think that. So at let's. All. Look, but I can imagine that's how it would come across to some people. So let's kind of flesh out the uh, terminology just a little bit more. Uh, first of all, I would want to disarm people when you when thinking in this term. I just think it's a descriptive term of maybe where we're at or where our audience is and represents. So I'm just trying to think about it accurately because I know it's a silly, but we're trying to. I'm trying to come up with. We're trying to build a new icon and logo and merchandise and just our branding. Trying to update it a little bit, and I'm thinking about the description and trying to describe in a paragraph or a sentence what we are. And this has come up for me. Maybe it's accurate. Maybe we find ourselves here. But I want to disarm the notion that it's necessarily a negative to to embrace something called post Christian. I don't believe at all it means not Christian or used to be Christian. That's not what it means. And to the easiest way I could describe that is you've heard of post hardcore music. That's, yeah, it's still very heavy, screamy music. And, you know, people describe Emory as a post-hardcore band. I don't even know what that means, but surely we love hardcore, and we're not yeah. quite hardcore or some version of it, or or it's just a version of hardcore music. It's just a type, a description of something. It's like it's once something has become totally primary and has had its maybe peak or heyday culturally or in a scene or a genre, once you move past it, like post-romantic art, isn't necessarily an all-out rejection of what was before it. It's not that. It's just post the primacy. So if I looked I looked it up on Wikipedia just a second ago, and whatever with Wikipedia, but it says post-Christianity would be the loss of the primacy of the Christian worldview and political affairs, and especially in the global north where Christianity has previously flourished. So what we're doing there is admitting, it really ties into this jokes y'all are making at the top of the show, It it's admitting that we don't have to be the political dominant thing in our religion. It doesn't have to be the institutional massive right. megastructure that all of our culture flows from it's either saying we can let go of that or we have let go of that or we have lost it whether we are glad or even not glad is kind of just an admittance that the the western culture is moving past the primacy of the christian worldview which isn't necessarily negative in my view anyway but i would still hold to being a christian i know that the three of us would say that but i think that term kind of feels right to me especially because it allows exactly for struggling questioning and even making fun of when again back to what we said at the very beginning when we're making fun of these the christianese for instance or prayer or, yeah. the way, or the way people whatever that is when you're making fun of that you're not making fun of jesus or anything like that it is making fun of the overly cheesy mainstream mega culture that is now understandable and we're kind of past that moment that's really all we're talking about so the more i've Think about that. That term just feels kind of right to me. I was curious if that feels right to you before I, we go forward with it anymore. But if that's the case, I would maybe describe the bad Christian community as a post-Christian community. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's what our. I think all you folks listening right now uh, are kind of there. Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like uh, kind of even piggybacking yeah. off what Joey said too. Uh, it it fully you can be a Christian and think these thoughts and have questions and it be more real. Like when Jesus was like uh, alive, like that's what's so neat about the Bible to me is that you, you, it's sometimes sounds absurd, but it's just people being people and asking real questions. Like some of the disciples, the things they would say to Jesus now in retrospect, we go, God, you are just, how could, what do you mean? You're going to sit at the right hand of Jesus and have, are you, are you like a, you know, just a crazy narcissist? What in the world are y'all thinking? And then you realize, well, wait, they're just people talking out loud and it's okay and we can think things and do things and uh i think that where we're headed probably is post-christianity and you're right maybe that's okay maybe our influence and our control has been one of the things that hurts us more than we know yeah like trying to be the the head biggest thing in the world 
that takes our vision and focus off of Jesus some. Yeah, like no, tries like to make our system. Now, I'm sorry, let me let me do one thing before we get going. People are still obviously going to have to go to church, and if you got to go to church, and we're going to have less cars around, we're going to need more drivers, and we, I think we're going to need more Lyft drivers. So I think in, oh, the, yeah. in the interim time, I'm suggesting people take Lyfts to church, and I think we could have more Lyft drivers, more Lyft users, and I'm going to tell you that Lyft knows that their drivers are what keep them moving. And so they do everything they can to make sure their drivers are happy on every trip. So this you got to think of as a real good step forward in culture. We have a company like Lyft who is thinking about their drivers first and trying to make it a good vibe for them. And then hopefully that would translate into good customer service. The, the, the riders will like it. More people will adopt the service. So I give them credit for focusing on that in this day and age, especially Lyft uses a simple formula. They just say happy drivers mean happy passengers. So that's why they get nine out of 10 uh, five-star ratings from their, from their users. Now, the best part is you can get $500 new driver bonus. They're trying to take care of you right off the bat. They're the first rideshare platform with tipping built right into the app. So they're just trying to take care of the community there. Um, If you want to drive for Lyft, you keep 100% of the tips, and those things add up fast. And, again, there's the $500 bonus. it's great. Lyft has taken the guesswork out of pickups. The new, the the new app device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. They are working hard on the technology for the riders and the drivers. So join the ride sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lyft.com slash bad Christian today and you can get a five hundred dollar new driver bonus. That's lyft.com slash bad Christian. Lyft.com slash bad Christian. Limited time only terms apply awesome joey didn't you have a funny story you were going to tell us yeah let's i want to tell yeah, two funny stories about joey but you go ahead yeah let's take a little break from all of our religious mumbo jumbo talk um so yeah, during this segment we're not even going to believe in god or yeah. jesus or anything <laughs> we're taking a full break right full break oh man okay do y'all so, think y'all could not believe in jesus for one second no you like, can't is that, no like, no you can't do any you can't alter any beliefs uh intentionally like that, right? Gosh, and like you can't, like yeah, you, I think you're like, right. Like, right. I, I use that, I'm aware of a different thing now, but I just, I use that Sorry. argument a lot. Like, how could, you know, you can't even pretend to believe it, uh, in Hinduism for a day. Like, you can right. say, you, you, like, what I'm saying is, you don't even control your beliefs. That's the, the, the crazy part. You Ugh. can't control what you believe. You just believe it in light of what you seem to know or there experience. Is no free will. So, for folks. instance, you could pretend to be a Buddhist or a Hindu person or a, a Muslim for a day and, and say, I'm going to believe these things all day tomorrow. Well, you can't. You'll just be pretending to believe them. You cannot I mean, even, change even, what you believe and, directly. And another side of that, kind loosely related, and I'm, I'm telling you, the sin of certainty, this book has just helped so much. But he, Peter Enns goes so far as to say, when, when someone says, oh, yeah, I, I read the Bible literally. Sorry, I'm an inheritance and I read it literally. He's just like, no one does because everybody is bringing their cultural lenses. Everyone is bringing their experiences. Everyone's be, uh, bringing how right. they uh, internalize this stuff. So anyway, wow. say you, something. You re- Joey reads the Bible as man. It's awesome to have bunches of wives and concubines. Literally, yeah, he reads. <laughs> that's that your, that's just your culture. And where He's you an inerrantist. Well, He's I, I want to literalist. I want to talk about evangelizing here in a second. I at least mm. ask you guys something, but let me tell you all this story. So, I had a parent moment where my heart literally sank, and then I just that's died. Wrong laughing. use so, of literally, I think. But go ahead. Yeah, that's true. My heart literally sank. No, my heart didn't literally sink. Well, it's been sinking for years into obesity. (laughs) Toby knows this guy, Ryan, really well. He's a super close friend of the family. The kids love him and all of that. And so Mm. Priscilla wanted to go to a Monday night pastor and pastor wives dinner. We do it monthly. And uh, so basically we really needed help picking the girls up. The boys were going to be babysat by the babysitter. We needed someone to pick the girls up and bring them to our house. So Ryan decided, uh, Ryan said, sure, I'll do that. No problem. So the next morning I go into Gwenny's room and she says, dad, if someone, if an adult tells you something and tells you not to tell your parents, oh my gosh. should I tell you? And I, I mean, I, 
why does my mind go to the worst? But I'm I'm like devastated. I'm like, I'm thinking, did someone touch you? You should have told this story without setting it up that way so that we could have experienced the heart sink because I would have if you were, if you'd have set it up like it was a something serious then I would have I would be my heart would have sank when you said it <laughs> anyway so, go, keep going. Uh, so listen to this I was just like yes you always tell me like that that's that's a time when you definitely tell me if someone tells you not to and she said well she said I mean I know we all like Mr. Ryan but she said uh, we were in the car and he asked us if we wanted Krispy Kreme donuts. And so me and Rosa, I mean, we definitely want Krispy Kreme donuts. And she said, but then he just turned around to us and said, don't tell your parents about this. And she said, I, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what to do. She said, I didn't know what to tell him. And I was like, I was like, Gwenny, we know that he bought you donuts. He texted us. And I was like, that is not a big deal. But it just scared her because I was like, here's a trusted individual that mom and dad trust with us. And he just asked us not to tell you guys something. I just, I thought it was just That's such a sweet. That's that's like cute, a, it's funny story. too though because it's like it's a really funny story now but in the moment it's just like oh, a wave man. of relief because it's oh, yeah. just donuts oh yeah like well, that, that i mean gosh i don't want to make this terrible but like i just can't i hate just thinking of any kid being hurt or molested or anything that's just the worst possible thing like it's so freaking crazy like today like ike got in trouble today because he was saying his friend was talking about his underwear at school. Ike and Jess was like, well, how did he see your underwear? And he was like, well, and they were like, wait, hold on. What's happening here? Yeah. But it all ends up being basically, I, 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 here's what's bad is I did this when I was a kid too. I don't know why, but whenever I went poop, I took off all my clothes, all of them. <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't know why. Did you do that, Joey? I, I still do sometimes. Oh Lord! <laughs> but I, I, when I when I was a kid, I did that, and I think that's what he did in, in at school. So he was, he was sitting <laughs> in the stall, and I think a kid, another kid, must have saw his underwear laying on the floor or something, and talked about it. So it wasn't a big deal. But still, Jess had to. We had to practice how you keep your clothes on when you poop today. And I was like, "This is crazy!" <laughs> like, oh, nope. All right, stop right there with your pants by your feet and your ankles, and that's where it ends. Okay, you're done pooping. Now pull them back up this way. And I was like, "Gosh, this is crazy!" Like, I had to do this because who knows what it means? Like, it, it just—it's just a part of life and culture and stuff that you just got to do. But I mean, I, mean, I was he, so glad it wasn't something crazier. Yeah, he, here's what—here's what blows my mind. I mean, there are times when I mean. Uh, all four of the kids, they ask this like every night, and so I have to turn them down sometimes. I'm not going to do this every night. I go in there, I kiss them goodnight every single time. Dad, will you snuggle with us? And I mean, uh, so let's just, I'll take William as an example. So I can get in bed with William and tickle his back and all this stuff. And I think to myself, some kids, dad, dad gets in bed with them and exploits their body like mm-hmm. that i just that's where you just know there's a sickness and i think that it's so easy for us to roll our eyes and discuss and just say that you just can't get any worse of a human being but i mean is that even insanity i mean or, or does that person not have love for their child i just don't get that well, i don't get sexual abuse at the hands no, of a parent it's, it's just, easy to not get that i mean uh yeah, of course those people are sick so that's the hard part about it is you know the easy it's easy to just say that's so horrible and those people are the worst i mean it's easy to put them in some category that i don't know it it's going to be hard but going forward we're going to have to understand some of it better than just purely write those people off as oh evil so kill them it's it, you know it, right. we know it's more complicated than that but we also know our brains short circuit to even try to have empathy for someone like that but we know they're hurt and sick people yeah. they're not people that just decide to be bad so it's a and you you know what they got a long say, way hurt to go people hurt people well that's true I mean, we got hurt, a long way to go hurt on that topic. people hurt people but let me ask a follow-up about Gwenny on that do you find that first of all it's a kind of a good sign because if something is going on she will tell you so that's good to know yeah. um do you find that, that a sign of her of of integrity in her morality or 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 bordering into us uh, into neurosis or you know kind of yeah un- unfortunately and Priscilla and I I mean th- this is a this is a crazy one this is where you, you got to start looking at nature I guess because we have steered our kids 
speedily. Is that a word? Speedily? Sure. Sp- uh, in the opposite direction of legalism, guilt, shame, uh, even even wallowing in regret. I mean, we just want them to be free and know that God loves them. And like I told her a long time ago, if you want God, you have him. Even if you don't believe sometimes, if he's there, he loves you. But she, th- so that, that, when she opens up and she tells us things, oftentimes it's to get, guilt off her chest like i mean this is a girl that will have uh weird bizarre thoughts that that so you find her prone to guilt which is what you identify with yes and you think that's more possibly biologically based yes because we i mean we didn't teach her that Mm -hmm. I, i don't i don't know what we could have done to teach her guilt about things that she's... I mean, she will recall things two years ago. Dad, when I was in the second grade, I mean, there was a time when uh, my friend was making fun of a classmate, and I think I kind of laughed. I feel so (laughs) bad, and I'm so sorry, and I feel so much better that I'm telling you this. And I'm like, Gwenny, it is okay. And then there will be other times, and and obviously I, I would never share exactly what she was thinking on a podcast, but she'll have like really bizarre, irrational thoughts, and it's like she has to get them out because she feels bad about them. I'm like, you don't have to feel bad about some of the stuff that you're thinking. It's it's okay. So yeah, I don't. I I, I pray to God we didn't teach her that. And I, if we did, I don't know how. Does that answer? I mean, your I question? guess you had to, right? Or or you're saying you think that that's genetics? Yeah. I mean, just why not? If if depression and OCD and those sorts of things I got from my dad, I mean, why isn't this a symptom of some of the stuff that I dealt with? Mm-hmm. I, ju- I mean, because I, I, I have. I mean, there's no way. I mean, well, let me let me back up. And I love I love people at church, <laughs> but it could be something that she's picked up from children's ministry, you know, and just just the whole or Sunday school. school going. You know, I mean, you have no idea what a teacher has said, maybe just in passing, and then you all you, you always have the kid that raises their hand and says, "Hey, if if God does such and such, and I do blah blah blah, you know what happens?" and the teacher has to kind of think on the on the fly, and you mm-hmm. just have no idea the stuff. I think that it's reasonable that there could be some biological basis there. I don't see that as crazy. So interesting, yeah. though. I would say though, I, I think for me though, I think it's one of those things where I think you do more than you think you do. Just like mm-hmm. the way your kids talk when they say words like "dude" or what. Like I was like. Duh, duh. Have I taught these words that, that, where did you learn this word, Ike? Where did you learn this word, Ruby? And it's me and Jess, the way we talk, they, they are picking it up. We are the biggest influence no matter what on our kids' lives. So I'm saying I, regardless of it, I, I, you're right. I, I think it could be genetics as well. I think there's some some nurture in there too for sure. Like the way mm-hmm. you think comes out more than you know. Like we, like I mean, just even with us, like I can see it. Like for example, if we pick up on your game face, you don't think your kids do? Uh, like, I yeah, mean, they, they pick up on some of those things too, Joey. I mean, it, it I, for sure. Like to say that you and Priscilla, though, have, of course, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it definitely, it probably hurts worse to hear that. Like, it, it almost would be easier to swallow that. Well, that's our genes, and that's what we're dealt with. But I think like some of the things that like. Like, for example, though, you're right. Like, I, I question that, too. Why in the world did I take off all my clothes when I pooped when I was six years old and now my son does? I don't remember. Right. I did not teach him that. So there is something there for sure that's genetics. I'm not discounting that or just what is in the world is that? Why does certain things happen? So for sure, she might be genetically inclined for some mm-hmm. of that, but there probably is some influence that you guys have I mean, that you sure. don't realize. Like, I, I mean, sure, I'll, I'll buy that. And, and honestly, I've already... Uh, accepted the fact that I'm going to screw my kids up in some way, shape, or form. There will be something probably that my kids will even be able to pinpoint. Hey, here's yeah. how I was effed by my mom and dad. But I, I just, this one's a hard hard one to trace because anytime these sorts of things come up, we immediately lead her to freedom innocence, yeah. you're okay, God loves you. But it's and, not what you I mean, say they, to them, it's what they observe right. about you feeling like, uh-oh, did I give the right change back to that guy? Like It's, it's what they observe. Right. I don't do that, watching. though. No, I mean, I, but you, with you, stuff you wouldn't pick up on. But it, you, right. you, you also currently still possess a mind frame that deals with guilt. They're not stupid. That They understand that, too. 
Right. Not from what you tell them and how you parent them, but with the way you And are. they trust you. So yeah. even if you do right. it a little bit, they yeah. think, oh, well, that's probably the right way to be. I need to feel this this way because that's the right thing to do. I'm a good person. Yeah. Now, hey, I've got the right. Right. Hey, I got to I gotta go. Come on. Yeah, I just got to go. Hey, well, let me tell you this. Here's one thing you never have to feel guilty about making the wrong decision, and that's... Hiring the right person because let me tell you, ZipRecruiter takes away all the guilt and shame and pain that, that has been <laughs> happening for so long because ZipRecruiter helps you find the right person for that job of yours. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post uh, post your job to find the best candidates? And uh, you know, we we own our own business here at Bad Christian, and it was hard. We lucked up and found Reva, but man. There have been some doozies out there, and we didn't know. Now, what she to found do. us, and, and my friend. She that, found that, us. That's true. That's true. We got <laughs> I'm, I, all the way around. We got super lucky with Reva. That that was like a, a God thing. That was a God thing. But you don't need God with ZipRecruiter. <laughs> it's just that good. I'm joking. I'm joking. But with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs to ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash bad Christian. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash bad Christian. One more time for you folks, in case my audio's bad. One more time. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash bad Christian. There you go. <laughs> hey, Thank you know, you. that's a great tagline for any business. Uh, with Lyft... You do not need God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That'll be it'll be the the slogan of all the AIs when they get there. Um, now, my uh, daughter has the opposite problem of Joey. I, I genuinely try to observe if she has care or empathy or or is just faking it in the opposite way. She doesn't seem to. Have, you know what I mean? I don't know if George. She she knocked Jerry over at the skate park yesterday. Like bowled her over on her scooter. Like ran into the back of her, knocked the baby down. <laughs> And she oh, really acted sorry. I mean, and I just she, yeah. I just I just think she's getting good at acting. <laughs> like like you think that she knew she was playing you. She was manip. She goes, "This is the I right thing to do here know. to get me out of trouble." I don't know. I I really don't know. But what I'm saying is, there's some amount of human behavior that, I mean, it's it's really an interesting question because if you study child development, you'll see that mimicry is yeah. how you learn everything to be happy like when you see a baby and you smile and you go see happy and you show them happy and then they learn happy and sad face like those are things that are built into your right. instinct to teach them but you kind of teach them even that so you teach them sorry and you teach them these emotions with these super expressive mommy faces and daddy things and one of those things is, of course is going to be guilt or empathy like there's there's some part of it that's programmed in there and there's some part of it that you literally train yeah. into them and so the question for me, I don't know if she really feels bad or doesn't feel bad, but it's a real interesting thing to see her get better at trying to act or demonstrate sorriness. Like, I don't know if it's very yeah. that genuine, you know? I don't know if she felt uh, bad or not. She tried. She's getting good at starting to mimic the way a human shows that they feel bad. <laughs> but I identify with that, too, and I don't know if that makes it ingenuine. Like, I'm just kind of aware of my own self that I learn right. how humans behave and then can do that. I don't know if that makes it ingenuine or it's just the fact that I'm aware right. of it. But Georgia seems to demonstrate kind of the same thing well it, it, it's actually a, a cognitive function of assessing the situation mm -hmm. and realizing the right way to proceed right but like like going back to what even joey's saying like i i mean for sure my kids are liars yeah they lie all the damn time and i am really good at lying too yeah, and, you've and got, I got that family members family that are too, so. quality brilliant fibbers come from my family i have to war against that but my kids i promise you if you say did you wash your hands no yeah oh yes i did mm -hmm. yes i did and then I say, are you telling the truth? Yes. I wash my hands. I say, let me smell your hands so I can smell this. Oh, and they start. Yeah, right, and yeah. then they go, or brushing <laughs> their teeth. I say, let me smell your breasts because I'll be able to tell if you brush your teeth. And, oh, and yeah. But I mean, they will so strongly lie. I mean, four years old, look me, look me dead in the eye and go, 
I brushed my teeth. Like, and I'm like, well, I don't believe you. And I'm right. They're liars. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just filthy liars. So I, I don't think I taught them lying. I tried to teach them that lying isn't good. But there's something. No, there. hey, they picked up on it somehow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. stuff that you did not even know that you were saying or it's thinking. True. See how it, Joey did. Now Joey talk. That that's how we talk. <laughs> Joey, Joey always says that to mean Christians, and now he's doing that to us. Mm-hmm. Joey, Joey can't believe that in any way possible he did something his kids could have observed. Of course I do. I'm they just, didn't. Have, I'm giving you my the same kid. Crap. It's all. Gen, it's only genetics. He's, the, <laughs> he's all science on this one. No chance his children observed. Him. <laughs> Toby, I, I had two funny stories about Joey I wanted to tell you if I could remember. I'm not going to remember them exactly right, but I'll do the best I can. Joey, will I'll help. Help, help me. You'll help me. I'll help okay. you. Okay. The first one was that the, he said something to me on the phone yesterday that made me really laugh and made me think of this other thing I meant to tell you from a couple weeks ago. Okay. But when Joey went to stay with my dad and go to the Clemson game, he, he, he called me. <laughs> Um, the da- when he was going into my dad's house, he calls me on the phone. I'm just here at the office doing something. He goes, "Hey, yeah, uh, headed up to your dad's house. Uh, having trouble. Uh, I-, I can't find the turnoff." And I was like, "Okay, well, what? Okay, what? Well, well, you know, he's he's having trouble finding the turnoff to my dad's house. My dad lives, you know, out in the country, right. of course. But yeah, Joey lo- calls me." And poses the first question to me, and that is, I can't find the turnoff. Where is it? Now, so I say, okay, all right. Where are you? Tell are me you? where you are, and I can tell you what turned, what, what maybe, whatever. And Joey says, uh, and this is literally what he said. I, I'm on the main road. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is the next turn on your right." Then you're almost there. Keep, you know. Oh that, that there's was never it. been a worse directions person. I've never seen anybody with directions that is worse than either. Joey Spence. I mean, you really are the number one worst. Yeah, it's unreal. You it's find the turn like you, off from the main road. So, I, and you have GPS on your phone, probably in the car, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. For, were you traveling with people? Oh yeah, I had a car load. <laughs> he may have had the address wrong or whatever. It didn't matter. But well, the what, point what was happened? How, how in what, the hell am I supposed to help? That. I'm on the, what I'm happened on the main is, road. and this is this is actually kind of sad. What happened is last time I was in that area, your mom had given me Devin's uh, address because I was in town for um, Devin's mom's funeral, and so for some reason I put Devin's address, his parents' address, next to your folks' name. So okay. I don't know why I did that. So that's that, why that, I was super that, confused. On a side note, that exactly what you just did, if Gwenny witnessed that, would see that there might be, oh, I need to lower my voice. I need to do this. Matt, I'm bringing up this thing about Matt. I feel a little bit of guilt having to do this. That's a good observation. I mean, you just did it. You just did it. You changed your vocal tone. You you said, "Uh uh-oh, I feel a little bit guilty. You implied you feel a little guilty because, Mm -hmm. Matt, your mom died, but I had to do this because, like, that's exactly Mm -hmm. what Gwenny is with. You you did model some concern for the truth and the reality of the situation and the careful reconstitution of the facts. That's that's a good observation. Why is that guilt and not just sincerity and care but well, they, and those things it, border it, each it other is, that is all it, it is that thing too but i'm just saying it does seem like you're like wait uh, i need to be gentle here because matt and this and i got to do this yes. this and this that's all i'm saying that's that can easily be turned into uh-oh i love uncle ryan but he told me not to do this so i gotta tell i mean it's the very similar thing yeah that's true well you know the you know the whole penis um thing with my dad the penis For, thing. If if you're a new listener, uh, a long time ago, I was worried about my penis size, and there's some mental illness involved, and then there was just trickery in my and eyes. And your penis my, is, you know, pretty small. That's also <laughs> part of it. Anyway, it is just so <laughs> funny to see this come full circle because I got up one morning, and I know everybody's uh, this is TMI. But basically, you know, you got a little bit of that morning wood going on. And so, uh, you know, I'm not cautious at all about the boys walking in when I'm peeing or pooping. You know, (laughs) girls is totally different. So Waylon comes in there and he stands. I mean, y'all, Toby, you had to have had this with Ike. He stands eye level (laughs) with your penis. (laughs) And he, his eyes are just fixed on it. He said, Dad, your penis is just really big. And, and, and then, I mean, he was in such awe, he restated. He said, I mean, 
really, <laughs> really big. <laughs> and he was so enthralled that he took his pants down. He said, look at mine. He's like, I mean, it's nothing like <laughs> <laughs> and so the cycle goes. I mean, there you, go. there you go. Hey, yeah. but see, I I can I can help him out though, and I can. Did do you something. actually say like? Did you say no? It's kid size, not adult size. It's kid size. Did you say that to him? I did say something along those lines. <laughs> no, but listen, like I I can do something for him that Virgil did not do for me, and that's every year. I just say, hey, Waylon, come on, take a look at this thing so that your mind doesn't have like an inaccurate memory. So every year, every birthday, there you go, for his birthday, yep. he comes in, looks at it. See, it's yeah. not that big. So don't not get as this big huge as you remember. Remember when you went back to your elementary school after you'd been in high school and how small that thing felt, right? That, oh, you just yeah, got to yeah, get a little yeah. perspective sometimes. Yeah. Hey, I told, I, both, I told both you guys and parents parents show their private parts to their kids once a year so they're normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, all right. So I was telling you guys that I am now streaming music, so I'm really enjoying Apple Music. It's pretty cool. We've been listening to the new War on Drugs. Awesome band. How about One Matt thing and Toby? that's pretty crazy when you think about is 1993 that's when you trace the beginning of tooth and nail out and there's not too many labels that have been putting out good quality music now for 24 years an independent label 24 years and once again there is an awesome new album that is out it's a band called phineas and this song is called dark flag why don't you take a listen real quick and then we'll tell you a little bit more about this band I look at the darkness too long, no one stirs back. that heavy metal ripping of the lead guitar is just so raw and rugged. It doesn't even seem so, physically possible. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty killer. I mean, it just really is cool how they get all these good, super heavy bands. So Phineas is Solid State's new signing. That's Tooth & Nails. Uh, what, do you, what would y'all call that? Their hardcore label, heavy music label. Mm-hmm. Um, their new album, Dark Flag, comes out on November the 17th. Now this band's going to be on tour nationwide with another band we've talked about called Fit Four King. Uh, in Hearts Wake and like Moths to Flames throughout November and December. So go to their Bands in Town page. Check out if they're coming to your city. Now also, super important, pre-orders for Dark Flag. This uh, album that the song that you just heard is on. It's available at darkflag.merchnow.com. So Dark Flag comes out. This album comes out November the 17th. This band Phineas. Check it out. Uh, you can go now over to Spotify or wherever you buy or stream music and check out this single in its entirety. We're excited to tell you about this band and go check them out if they come to your city. Very good. Heck yeah. Yeah. Thank you to those guys in Tooth and Nail. Speaking of that streaming stuff, I was trying to interrupt your ad there, of course, but did you get Matt and Toby? Because it's on Apple Music and it's on Spotify. I have had some problem on, I want to let people know, if you're trying to get the Matt and Toby album on Spotify, it's coming up as a separate artist than the other Matt and Toby, which is us. So if you find album number one, album number two is not connected to it. So you had to search a little bit harder yeah. to find it, but we emailed spotify and they'll have that fixed shortly but Thank god the name of the album is i quit church and just so people if they don't know toby and i did a album of hymns and worship songs that we've done at church in the past originals. few years and there's originals on it the title track is called i quit church that's the name of the album so it's got a bunch of hymns and original it's songs that, that are it's a post-christian <laughs> album that's all that's exactly what it is it's exploring the yeah that's what it is i mean i, I feel pretty good it about seems that terminology like so I've listened to a lot of this album, and it seems as if you guys just made all the right decisions. And I don't even yep, know what those exactly. decisions were. That was the plan. But it's like when you listen to this <laughs> final product. But there was something that I took a mental note of that I'm really curious what went into this decision. So I 
I'm pretty sure it's on All Creatures of Our God and King. There was a point in the song where, Toby, I know when you've led this song in church, you go you go high and you, you take it up an octave, I guess. Um, yeah. And even though this was a slower song and a mellower delivery on the album, it still seemed that it would have fit to hit that note, which you could easily handle. It would have been emotional and all that stuff. What what went into the decision to just keep it mellow? Like, what, what do you process through when you're making those decisions? Because it's I, I, yeah. I have no reason to doubt your decision. Oh, yeah, 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 no. Uh, we fucking blew it. Yeah, We should have gone up. I told you G-sharp. I, 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 I told, told you Matt to sing the G-sharp. I asked Matt, can I ask Joey if I should do this? He said, no, don't worry about it. He's busy with church and Seiko's all this shit. We fucking blew it, yeah. Joey. The I'm album's sorry, ruined. I, I mean, I'm sorry. That that's what went into it. Sometimes you make a horrible mistake and it ruins your record. But I'm very appreciative of you bringing that up. I'll see if we can get that song pulled. Yeah. It's a little late for it. the physical. It'll have to be on the vinyl, but I'll get it removed from streaming ASAP. Yeah, I guess I'm when ne- you, I guess when you think about it, when I was expecting that uh, higher octave, I actually did feel like, oh, man, the whole album, this is the climax. <laughs> Like, this is the top of the album. So, so it ruined yeah. the whole album, well, not just the song. Yeah, yeah. it's awful. Yeah. Sorry terrible, for mentioning it. I just didn't yeah. realize the gravity of that observation. Well, here's, here's why. In other songs, uh, I take it up and do some different stuff, and I like the feel. Honestly, I love the idea that people would just have this record on doing things in their house and it's just playing there like i love that that, like that's one of the reasons i like the strokes i just feel like i can put on the strokes and then i can do other stuff work clean whatever in my house and it just plays and plays i want this for for this record like i love the idea of you not having to sit there and listen and oh this is a worship song or like it's just it's Mm -hmm. good great music i think it's way melancholy it's It's just the vibe of the album is a melancholy and and that's part of the thing that makes it very not very but it's part of the complexity that speaks to the artistic side of the choices being made which is it's kind of a post-christian record where we're doing these hymns but these are the guys that make fun of church and then they wrote some original songs that explore the tension of being at church and what these songs mean but these songs mean a lot to us and so does jesus so it's like you have Mm. to kind of sit there and listen to the album and it's certainly not to be the big flashy forever rain congregational like it's 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 doing it different than that it's doing yeah. it more, this subdued, melancholy way that gives you some complex feelings as you explore right. hymns and psalms and original songs. I think my songs, favorite so. song on it is Good Gracious, which is funny because when I first listened to the album, that was probably, you know, average. I was like, oh, it's pretty good, but now it is definitely yeah, my favorite song. Too. Like, here, here's, I think, why I think for our Christian listeners, um, and, and this is this is like spiritual talk here, but I think that it's a pretty cool opportunity given that people know what you think. They know the sorts of stuff that you say on this podcast. They resonate with where you guys are at in your faith. Resonating. For me, mm-hmm. for me, it's a breath of fresh air to be able to listen to music that I know that my friend is my friends are playing and singing with all sincerity. I know how jacked up you are behind the scenes. I, I you know I know you guys and so when I hear the music it's like okay, I know what's going on. I know behind the scenes. I know what they're uh, I know that they're not faking and and all that. So I just like the genuine listen listening of it and being able to kind of worship God with, with friends. So Cool. Well, well, thank you for all that, Joey. Uh, let's move on. Uh, how, about some, how about some damn news? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been I know. months. It's been too long, guys. It's been great. All right. In a world where your friend is telling you how great your songs and new album is, but you know he's just waiting to just screw you and tell you the one thing that's <laughs> shitty about it. <laughs> My name's Toby Morrell, and this is The Damn News. And The Damn News is brought to you today by the True Man Experience, which I'm leading. All you men out there, get your asses in gear. I'm coming to Kansas City and Knoxville and Charlotte and where else? Virginia and Maryland, Baltimore, Philly, New York. Good gosh. God, I got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville. It's, I'm actually You're doing all I, those I at once? 
I wrote the guys uh, that that uh, have signed up already, and I was like, man, it's a little scary. Like, I'm doing a true man tour, and it's really crazy because this is the one time, like, any time I've ever ever done a tour, it's always with other dudes and i'm always around people so i can talk but now for a large amount of the day i don't talk at all and then i'm immediately around a bunch of men so it's kind of it's, it's going to be a weird kind of uh situation where i don't say anything and then i just talk talk talk, talk how talk, many talk. days is that so, you got 10 or 15 yeah, days or something yeah. You must yep. really hate so the, being around home with your wife and kids, my friend. Well, I just I believe we got Matt and Toby true, tours. It, we got Emory tours. Is bad Christian stuff, and you got to go find other I reasons know. to leave home for two weeks. Uh, we're, uh, <laughs> just be honest, we're getting divorced. We've been divorced. We, we already are divorced. Been separated for six months. <laughs> no, but seriously, men, this is a awesome night to be vulnerable and true and and hilarious and angry and uh, just real. And so, please come out. You can go to the angry. true man. Or, the True Man Experience or TrueManExperience.com and uh, sign up. I will be there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, so just letting you know that. Damn News is brought to you by that. Now, let's get to some real news here. And this was sent in by Roving Reporter, friends, which I think is pretty cool. Roving Reporter Matt Buchanan says new male sex robots with bionic penises may just replace men in the pleasure department. Can you believe that? This comes from a, a I bald. I can definitely com. believe that. Why is that surprising? It sounds well, obvious. Because er, well, everybody always thinks of uh, sex dolls as female, I think, or with with vaginas. That most people, I, don't, I think. Well, I, maybe I'm wrong mm. about that because there are there's always there's for a long time it's been like dildos and yeah. Let, let, let's and start with like this that, question. So. Let's start with this question. Well, it does to seem to be that. this has got to well, be more of a complicated design because the dude is probably the the robot is laying on the female going. <clears throat> Uh, I don't so know if that's how it works. Well, I'm just saying the guy, the I don't robot, know if the robot makes those noises like you or do. lays. Yeah, I don't know if it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how that works. But just, just so, just in, I don't think this is that crazy all right. at all. Because think about it this way: which do you think have sold more units in the last twenty years? Fake vaginas or dildos? Yeah. Which do you think has moved more units? Dildos, obviously dildos. By yeah, a that, long shot, by a factor of that's because uh, I mean that's because uh, a dude's hand okay. can accomplish a lot, of, of course. But nonetheless, that's why it's not surprising. That could be a motivational that, that, quote. The, <laughs> <laughs> a dude's hand can accomplish a lot, <laughs> but that's why you it would be less surprising to see male sex robots for the same reason, though. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. In recent times, there's been a ton of talk about sex dolls and women made of plastic. However, women are just as worked up about these dolls. Companies like Real Doll are going to be making male sex dolls as well. They will have batteries in them and can be charged to last for as long as you want them to. Uh, Elon Musk must be talking to Real Doll, right? They will be able to respond to verbal cues. Uh, and will be able to outperform any normal sex toy. It's being called the ultimate pleasure experience, but it really makes you wonder where society is going. His, his bionic penis may be enough to make you kiss real men goodbye, but is that really what we want? And, and I've always said... I, Probably, I think, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I think it is, 100%. I mean, it's just, uh, that is exactly what it is. But, I, I mean, here's one thing I was thinking when I was reading this article. How often do you think uh, the ladies will use these dolls? Like compared to how often a man will use the the female doll, like I it feel really like depends. there'll be a lot. Of, I think there'll be a lot of dolls just kind of gathering some dust over there. Oh, not tonight. I'd rather watch yeah. the new Will and Grace or something. You know what I mean? I mean the 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 dudes. Let, let's just face it. I mean, I could see them being like, well, I mean, I'm gonna watch such and such, but it's recording, so right. I'll just hook up with my robot for yeah. a second. Where that that won't be how a female thinks, but I in these conversations I always want to be careful. There are females that would do oh, that every night. Of course, night. of course. 100%. And there's some and but, there's some guys but, that would go a couple of weeks because they're just not sexually charged. And I think it's yeah, important for point. us to mm -hmm. bring that up. Yeah, yeah. The, hey, the, that, the that's, phrase that's really that comes to mind, which is just it's unavoidable to to, to think about. But you got to be a realist about these things, like um. Of course, everybody goes, oh, that's not good. Of course, the real intimate stuff is bad, all this stuff. But you do have to compete with this phrase, which is, hey, Siri, give me a blowjob. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. that that's yes. what, do you, do you know what I'm You're saying? Right. Like, that's. How about a web search for it? 
Did you hear that? <laughs> uh-uh. What just happened? Siri just uh, I'll try that again. That's hilarious. Oh my god, it she, worked. Yeah, she, she, just, she already she just responded to me saying that. <laughs> what? Let me try where, that again. My phone real? was just sitting behind me and I, I just said that. <laughs> what? Well, I'll try it again. Hey Siri, give me a blowjob. I don't understand. Give me a blowjob, but I could search the web for it. Okay. <laughs> Don't let her, man. No, Don't let her. Do not You're search the web for that, Siri. But if if she, if she was, you know, enabled to do that, then wow, that, that's that's how easy that would be. So that's going to be hard man. to compete with. Is what I I'm just saying. I just think yeah. that this this whole topic for me, the moral issues are just so interesting. We had I had someone write me, and I forgot what episode it was about, but he proposes that the Bible, and I, I didn't search all of his facts and stuff, but he says the Bible forbids adultery, and in its purest form, that is having sex with someone that's married, and that's not your spouse, or you're married, and you have sex outside of your marriage. So he's basically saying we are sexual beings, and the Bible forbids adultery. And so he really thinks everything else, it's possible to be fair game. So premarital sex, fair game. Hmm. Very interesting. I mean, I it is really crazy. Like what, it, I mean, there's so many, like, is it, would it be sin? Is it sinful if you're a single lady and you are 38 years old and you're like, hey, I just don't think I'm going to get married, but I'd like some, like nobody really thinks it's that crazy to have a, a dildo or a vibrator. Mm-hmm. At all, like that's just not a big deal. So if you had a robot, is it? I mean, fast forward a hundred years, if, if maybe less, it'll probably be the norm or whatever. But Joey, you make a good point. There are some people that will use the dolls no matter what, and I don't want to diminish. You know, that there are ladies out there that'll just you know let a robot ram them. Unbelievable. <laughs> I just want to be sensitive to that. And there's guys out there that just won't want it at all. From they, you know, that's there's true. ladies that will love it's a bionic penis. Okay, wh- one last story, and I think y'all are gonna <laughs> like this one a lot. Uh, I, I just have to give a shout out because I promise, I think I love this man. I, I mean, he is a man. I, I used to think of him as a, a kid, a, you know, a young fella. But this is about our, our, our hero. All three of ours here, I think. Brett Deshaun Sharp. Watson. Oh, oh Deshaun yeah. Watson. He's my hero. Deshaun Watson. He's everybody's he was, hero. Uh, he led us to a national championship for Clemson University. Now he's a part of uh, the Houston Texans and is just kicking ass. But check this out. This comes from ESPN. Deshaun Watson donates first paycheck to cafeteria employees. Texans rookie uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson donated his first game check to three women who work in the NRG Stadium cafeteria and who were especially affected by the flooding from Hurricane Harvey. For what you all do for us every day and never complain, I really appreciate you all. So I wanted to give my first game check to y'all to help you out in some type of way, Watson told the women. Here you guys go. Watson, whose base salary is, is honestly, I think I'm going to say only $465,000. That's as low as it can be. That's the, yeah. that's the yeah. minimum. He donated 27000 So he only makes 460000 which is great. It's good money. I'm not going to say he's poor or anything like that, but I mean, and I'm sure he's got endorsements and stuff. But I mean, he gave basically $30,000 of that to three ladies uh, in the cafeteria just to bless that's them. Not, I just thought it was so awesome. Yeah, let's do the math on that real quick. Government wants about half of that. 400 right so right and, and then that leaves them with 200 let's say it leaves them with 300 right. say government only takes a quarter which takes more yeah that's still 10 percent of the annual right i mean that's right. still 10 percent given one week to three individuals so that's yeah. massive and that's what's really crazy too the game checks they pay those out kind of uh annually like they, they don't give you your whole salary the the uh, it's funny. I, I think I watched a thirty for thirty for that, where some of the guys kept their checks, and the, and the teams were like, "No, you got to go cash this because we're counting. This is how we pay you and stuff like that." But I just thought it was so cool that, that he just took time to do that out of his own wallet yeah. and just bless them. I'm just like, man, this guy's just. I, I love. It. I, I think I've officially made Houston Texans my favorite, my, my second favorite yeah, team. Never sure. going to surpass Green Bay, but like, I'd be so happy if somehow uh, when in years to come, if Aaron Rodgers retired and somehow we got Deshaun, I'd just. Oh be, my gosh. It, it would be so the cool. greatest history of quarterbacks ever in the history of the world for What's me. What's he so. going to do with week anyway. two? Army of sex robots, though? Yep. But he said something about investing in bionic penises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the damn news. Right. And I think All that's right. the, end of the end of the podcast here, guys. We're running out of time. I got to go meet. I got I got a meeting here I got to get to. Oh, I'm, real, I'm, I'm, real I'm pulling quick. a Joey. 
Real quick, one of the most important parts of the podcast, because we can't do it without these people, are Very true. once again, another load of new BC clubbers. And so today we want to thank you guys and honor you by saying your name on the podcast, because you are important. And that's Joshua Andrew Moser, Nicholas Mowry, that's M-O-W-E-R-Y, Milan Bratovic, Bratovic, Ali Nasser, Nasser, Kayla Smart, Alexander Peterson, Austin Turner, Brooks Hungate, Harris Peterson, and Tanner Renfro. Matt, what did these people just do? They've joined the BC. Well, I'll tell you what they I, I'm going to. I'm going to say this differently than I've said before in light of the episode today. And maybe it's tongue-in-cheek, maybe it's not. I'm just going to trot this out there and see if it sticks. These people have just joined the world's largest post-Christian community. That's what? true. Because I think that might be true. I, I mean, I, I'm, I, it sounds funny to say world's largest, but maybe that would that maybe that is what this is. I don't know that there's a post-Christian community or whatever we are. It's pretty big. I mean, there's more than a thousand people in the BC Club, and then and actually there you, is one that dwarfs us. But you're, you're what, what would it be? Uh, there is a Facebook book group. Uh, for parents that are post-Christian, and there's like 10,000 of them on there. Eh, whatever. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Community. Yeah. Something. There's something there that we have that I'll maybe we'll claim. Maybe we'll claim it yeah. and just... Joey won't ever let you do anything good. Yeah, we did yeah, those right. two jokes, with, and he, with, with he, terrible he things. those two funny stories I told about him, he ended both of those sad and guiltily, and then now this, <laughs> he's not going to let us get away with it either. But that's okay. But anyway, thank you for joining a very large, or what might be the world's largest podcast of post-Christian community. And it's a community yeah. is the point. It's not just a not podcast. Not really like the liturgist. Okay, 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 God. fine, fine. <laughs> Fine. A really cool post-Christian community. Thanks. Ain't uh, shit, Joey. <laughs> but, Toby always gets mad when the liturgists come up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the point is this really is a community, and we're very informed by what happens in the BC Club and th- that community, the Facebook group. Oh yeah. I mean, we're we're you know we're the talking heads here. We're the ones with the microphones. But this is a, this is kind of a big group. We represent yep. a lot of people, and and I take that very yeah. seriously. Thank you for p- people for joining the BC Club. Uh, it's great. So thank you for being. And statistically, we do pretty well. We have almost two percent of of the people that listen to the podcast are in the BC Club. I'd like to get it to two percent. It'll be nice, and that actually outperforms most groups. So that's that's really good. Heck it's yeah. a very engaged community. Almost two percent of our listeners are in the BC Club, and I hope we could increase that. So thank you everybody for for doing that and supporting what we do and participating with us. Yep. See ya. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.